welcome in. You're listening to Jawa Chatter, a Star Wars podcast made for those that love the series and newcomers that want a guide to know more. New episodes drop early every Thursday morning. I am one of your hosts, Jeffers the Middle Ground fan, and with me is my only co-host for today. Claudia, your Star Wars newbie. Nerdy can't make it this episode as he and his wife are on a work trip, but no worries, Claudia and I have got you today, and we'll be discussing our predictions for the Boba Fett finale that airs next week. Please note we will be discussing Chapter 6 from The Desert Comes a Stranger and other parts of the past season of Boba Fett. So if you haven't seen the series at all, maybe go watch and come back and join us. So let's start by talking about the sixth and most recent episode of Boba Fett. A lot's going on in this, and I think it's going to play heavily into our predictions. The first thing we see in this episode is a character we haven't seen since uh, Season 2 of Mandalorian, Marshall Cobb Vanth. To start the episode, he pisses off the pikes by shooting three out of four of them and dumping their spice in the sand like it's nothing and telling them to get out of town. I feel like when I saw this, I knew right away this is going to have repercussions. Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, you basically drew a line in the sand and that's literally <laughs> what he did. That was a bit on the nose. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I, I mean... That one, we don't have to go over too much because like it comes to play later in the episode. But yeah, he we knew Marshall Cobb Banff was a pretty stand up guy from his episode uh, previously in Mandalorian. But I questioned whether he knew who he was standing up to. But it seems like for most of his lines, especially at the end, he was pretty well aware of who the Pikes were, which made I don't know if that means he's super brave or a bit stupid because his small town going against the Pikes, a large, large crime syndicate in the galaxy. And, you know, I want to emphasize that in case people like don't really know who the Pikes are. You know, they show up in other parts of Star Wars, especially like Clone Wars. You know, we've said that a million times. And yeah, I just um, I mean, I respect it, but like, I don't know what he expected. I also feel like this is kind of the, one of the first times he said to stand up to anybody without you know, Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, you're right. I mean, not having that, I mean, that was a huge source of protection. It was Beskar. It has like, yep. you know, the built-in um, guns and all sorts of things and being able to, I don't, was it able to fly around at that point? Uh, Yeah, he, he the I think he had the jetpack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. Because so, I remember he shot the missile. Right. And I was like, dude, how many of those do you have? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a really good point. And actually, I think you're right because that comes into play in a conversation later in the episode. Absolutely. So that was about a three to four minute segment. And then we go over to what we think is going to be Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> when I see like the because uh, I see things that look like the like little wind turbine things, essentially. But instead, we it is R2D2 scanner. And he we see R2D2 in a live action show. And this is the first time. Yeah. And I feel like we both knew right away where we were going when that happened. We're going to which I can't believe. We're going to go see Luke Skywalker training Grogu. And that's exactly where we go. Yep. And, well, I mean, we also have Mando, who's landing on this very lush green planet that I believe is most likely the same planet he was probably started his academy at and trained uh, Kylo Ren and all the other trainees until, you know, obviously that was destroyed. So I think it's the same planet. Just looks a lot different because it's very green and not burned down. True. True. Uh, And so... During this, we 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 see Luke Skywalker and Grogu. Luke is training him, and he's helping Grogu also remember things that he's forgotten. Because it, it goes into Mando that he's kind of blocked out some of his past. Oh, yeah. He's definitely repressed that yeah. part of his life. He doesn't know where he comes from, any mm-hmm. of that. 
And it's interesting because Luke asks him like, you know, where are you from? All of these things. And what he has a flashback to is, you know, order 66. And, and that flashback, it kind of shows like, again, you know, the Jedi's, they take people away from their home when they're really young. He doesn't even know where he's from really originally is what it seems like. I don't know. I think it's more, he's blocked out a lot of things because I think the order 66 for was so his, traumatic was so traumatic well, for his species they live so long yeah so even though like technically f- compared to other species he is of a normal age in his uh physiology or however you pronounce, say it he is young he's very young but but yes uh you know nerdy mentioned that like the jedi take uh, they take trainees when they're very young from their families. Yep. So they and, don't form attachments the whole Jedi way. And yeah. they can also curb their reactions to things emotionally. Because if you try to do that to say, oh, I don't know, a nine-year-old Anakin, uh, you have a tougher job controlling your emotions because you've already, as a kid, started to develop how you react to things. Yeah. Again, I'm not like promoting the that the Jedi did this. I'm just explaining the reasoning of their reasoning, essentially. And that's the same for Grogu. Uh, now I, I'd like to touch on also the fact that we see Ahsoka Tano. Uh, yeah, after you know Mando lays on his ant bench. Yes, <laughs> because this is the first time we've seen androids, which was you know fun little the the part. An- the androids being I think basically bossed around by R two D two. At least that's what I would see, which I thought was pretty funny. I know. Also, the fact that R two D two was just like I'm shutting off now. Like later, yeah, like- <laughs> I, I did my job. You can sit on the bench. I love that the androids like made like he's like. Mando's just like, wait, what? What are, where, what are we doing? What's going on? Where, where is and 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 R two D two just kind of ignoring him, and then the androids are ignoring him. And he's like, wait, is that a bench? <laughs> yeah, he gets like a little pillow. He's just like laying there, like, oh yeah, this is this is normal. Like, yeah. So he he wakes up and reacts to see Ahsoka Tano, which I I mean, at this point, we're only like ten minutes into the the show. Yeah. And and I am personally freaking out because I, I just I never expected to see let alone one of these characters in this season of Bo- Book of Boba Fett, because it is technically called Book of Boba Fett. Technically. You wouldn't know that from this pe- episode and the previous episode. Right. But <laughs> technically it is. And I just wasn't expecting that. And, I mean, I was I was, I was was losing my mind. I was, I was over the moon about all of it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just... We were still sitting a, an episode and a half in to uh, the Mandalorian territory. It didn't even feel like the Book of Boba Fett no. for the past episode and a half. No, not at all. Which was wild to me, but... We hadn't uh, even seen Boba Fett in an episode and a half, and the only person we'd seen from Book of Boba Fett had been Fennec Fennec, for, what, under under a minute? Two minutes, minutes, yeah, pretty much. Uh, A thing of note about Luke, though, if if any of you saw season two Mandalorian and you were aware of the internet... uh, (laughs) If you're aware of the internet, do you know that it exists? (laughs) I, I think there's plenty of people that are Star Wars fans that don't even really know what's going on and that's there's nothing wrong with that you're probably better off honestly uh but maybe you even if you weren't even if you're not a huge star wars fan you may have noticed that luke's face looked a little off in yeah. uh season two uh you know obviously mark hamill is not that young anymore he's in his surprise seven. we all age we're not grogu yeah. exactly we're not all grogu we're not all yoda Hamill's about 70 something now about 70 something anyway so that is his voice in the mandalorian season two but they've altered it to make it sound younger but the face, yeah, so it didn't look great. Uh, they didn't use the most up-to-date technology for some weird reason. Even though they've done so much technological it, advancements it, for Mandalorian. It, it's weird. So 
they kind of avoided using the deep fake essentially and it wasn't very good it got torn to shreds on the internet and then a youtuber by the name of shamook actually put out a youtube video where he redid it basically for them and show them what it could look like i mean put it on his youtube channel it wasn't showing disney per se but he was just like look like this is what it can this is look what like. it can be right and lucasfilm was so impressed that they actually hired him uh they hired him as a senior facial capture artist for disney plus and it obviously shows because his face looks so much better and they are not avoiding any close-ups camera angles no they just treat it like he's a normal person which I don't want to get off a tangent of the technology, but that was wild for me to see because talk this, about a resume right there. You just like put oh my that gosh. on the YouTube. Well, he got two million <laughs> views when he put it on there, so it yeah. really got some attention. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess a power to the people out there where they, you know, their parents or their family tells them they're spending too much time on the computer. Well, look at him go. I mean, yeah. that, that's impressive. But yeah, it look, he looks phenomenal. He he, he really does. He it's look, look crazy. It's yep. so weird. Yeah, it was very off-putting i'm like whoa this is like him in modern technology because obviously we haven't seen him since at that age since like the 70s no. and 80s no. for the films so it's, seeing him in you know 4k basically <laughs> was wild <laughs> it, 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 it is it is funny we were basically watching with uh, we, i didn't even really realize it until we're just now talking about we were watching a character that has a, a basically an ai made or you know deep fake face with what is essentially a animatronic puppet and that was there were so many scenes with these two you would think that maybe they would avoid having so much uh, screen time for these two but they didn't avoid it at no. all they, they definitely reference like empire strikes back quite a bit in the oh, training that was so cool it was a nice like i feel like the past two episodes have definitely had segues to you know an homage to the past which has been nice so many callbacks but like subtle callbacks tastefully, tastefully, tastefully done yeah, yeah. The, the Luke having a Yoda-like character on his back. Backpack, but But yeah. now, you, Yoda, now Luke is the master. Yep. And this uh, creature that is of the same species of Yoda is the student. And he's on, but he's still on Luke's back and Luke's doing the flips. Yep, and, the flip was a great moment. Oh, man. Um, another great moment was whenever there was the probe droid, or not the probe droid, the... Uh, uh, the training droid. Training so the, droid. the yep. training droid was from A New Hope when yep. Luke is being trained by Ben and uh, he's on the Millennium Falcon. He's got the blast shield over his eyes. Han's making fun of him, saying, uh, you know, Oki religions are no good for, you know, and ancient weapons are no good for a good blaster at your side, kid, and stuff like that. And The fact was, that you know that by heart. I don't, I don't think I got it 100%, <laughs> but I got it pretty yeah, close. He's like, I'm going to write in my diary later that I got that incorrect by two words. <laughs> Dear diary, I was 90% right on this, <laughs> this I'm going to go create a Quizlet. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make my own buzzfeed uh quiz to be fair yeah. like oh, how yeah. much of a star wars fan are you really <laughs> and jeffers is if you get 10 out of 10 <laughs> anyways so yeah that was those were some lovely just like i was over the moon for those moments they were so fun they were so interesting and i never expected them to happen but i was i welcomed them they, they yeah. were awesome and also seeing grogu like flip around and use the force and finally see some of that that, <laughs> that was, was fun it was, that was really fun. fun that was nuts yeah uh the, the again did not feel like a mandalorian i mean uh did not feel like a boba fett no, episode felt like mandalorian but the lifting yeah. up of the frogs he got distracted by oh food. my god the frogs I was like, I was like, yeah we can all relate grogu we all get distracted by food food buddy even yeah, luke, one one-eyed frogs not my thing but no but you got <laughs> even luke found it humorous of uh, course he, he's like grogu yeah 
And then, you know, Luke lifts like all the frogs yes. out from the pond around them. And his eyes, he's just like, ah. It's really, <laughs> it's really fun for me as a Star Wars fan to watch Luke Skywalker. Uh, the Luke that I never really got to see. Because when he fights Vader and Palpatine, he's just like barely a Jedi, really. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, we're, I now get to sit here and kind of watch Luke has been a Jedi for a bit. And he's clearly very much in control of the force in control of the force he is very strong he's clearly been like practicing this for the entire it's not like he just sat on his butt and was like yeah well i'm, I'm done i don't need to do anything i've restored more. peace to the galaxy exactly that's that <laughs> he kept training and it's just really fun for me as a longtime fan to see luke like the golden age of luke like luke at his still in his prime Super strong. It, it's I, I've never seen it in live action before. I've seen it, yeah. you know, I've read it in books and stuff like that, but I've just never seen that. So for me, that was a lot of fun. And seeing it as Mark Hamill at that age, which is wild because I, of technology. I, if you had told me we would see this even three, five years ago, honestly, even two years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. I, I just, I just wouldn't. I'd be like, you're absolutely out of your mind. And another thing is, I'm impressed what they're able to keep under wraps because keeping Mark Hamill. The first time they did it, they had to literally cheat to um, make sure that nobody leaked it. What they did was they pretended uh, in Mandalorian Season 2 that it was going to be Plo Koon, a longtime dead Jedi that died in Order 66 that was going to come and save them. They did that as a placeholder just in case anybody got a little wily on set and thought, well, maybe I'll just say one little thing to the kids. Yeah. And instead, they didn't, they didn't no one knew till the day of. And it was at that point, it was like too late. And it was locked down and it was... They did a very good job. They do it again this season, which I think is still very impressive because I wasn't expecting to see Luke. We didn't expect Ahsoka Tano either. Oh, my like, god! The fact that a lot of this hasn't been leaked, I mean, it's... It's impressive. Great. It's impressive, but it's also... It's so exciting as the fans because everything is held under wraps and we all get to feel that excitement together. And there's just so many things these days leaked. As a huge video game fan, there's constant leaks for video games too. Yeah. And the fact that they're able to keep this under wraps, it just, it makes me very happy. And it's very fun to watch. I, I like to be surprised. And yeah, I, I can tell you for a fact, I never expected to see any of these characters in Book of Boba Fett specifically. Uh, but it's been really fun. And I think if anything though, it has reaffirmed the conversation we had in uh just the previous episode episode three of our podcast where we are talking about the shows that are coming to disney plus all the live action star wars shows and i just think we're gonna start seeing these characters throughout all these shows yeah. uh, i think that's basically i what think it's we're setting doing. up as that segue is like hey we we created this one but like you're gonna have to watch all of them so that you can see how it all connects together tv star wars universe at yeah. this point and i really think that what they're gonna do is they're gonna fill in a lot of they're gonna fill in a lot of gaps from the end of return of the jedi leading all the way up almost, I think, to The Force Awakens. Yep. And that's just wild. We also have, obviously, Ahsoka Tano. We talked about how yeah. we saw her. Right. That was a big piece. That was a huge piece. Um, And exciting. And the interaction with, you know, her and Mando um, was tough. I think that was, like, an emotional. And it was yeah. that ties both, I mean, as a, a Mandalorian, he's not supposed to have ties. No, 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 no. They teach, they teach the opposite. So in Mandalorian. But it's like family, right? Well, they they're okay with adopting. They're like because he's adopted. He's not born on Mandalore. They took him in, right? Because that's why he's a foundling. He's not a exactly. You know. But they they you know you accept their ways and you go you know you accept it and you go into it. You're a part. You're with them. You're a part of them. And at least that's what his section of the uh, sect of Mandalore did. Uh, I can't speak for all of them, 
but also it's it's even harder if you think about it in the in the episode before episode six episode five we saw mando basically be kicked out of the only technical sure. family he knew because he's taken off his helmet and again i'm going to explain a little bit for those that don't know mando's sect of mandalore his group that he's grown up in they're a bit more extreme they're a bit more uh i don't know if religious is the right word but i guess it kind of is they have stricter traditions than other sects of mandalore because yeah, you can like bo-katan obviously take bo-katan off her helmet. and her group take off their helmets it's no big deal they're very different and he just got kicked out and you're right now he goes and talks to ahsoka and she basically kind of like convinces him like look if you like i'm not going to stop you from talking to him but if you go talk to him he already misses you he's already struggling and he he you know he's he's chosen this path and it's going to be really hard if you then kind of tempt him with that and you know, he's like, I came all this way. And it you know that so he's sad. just, he just, you could tell he wanted that connection because he, they do feel such a bond. And they do. And they brought it up since the get go. Yeah. And he was like, all right, well, I still want to give him, you know, this gift. And the gift obviously is tied in such a great way that it looks like, um, you know, Grogu the, with yeah, like the little, ears, little and ears and everything. Yeah. It was yeah. a great little setup. Another piece though is like, when she he does give it to her and then leaves the planet, you see Grogu and Grogu is is sad. But that conversation between Ahsoka and Luke, yeah, is powerful in the sense of, you know, hey, I this is for him, and you know, Luke is like he's talented, but I think he's torn right now. Like he's, yeah. and that obviously leads towards later into the episode. And it's and it's funny because Ahsoka kind of knows how that feels. Uh, for those I've seen Clone Wars, I won't go into it too much, but she's even now not a true Jedi, yeah. and it, it's it's so weird because she's older than Luke. Uh, she's definitely wiser than Luke. Not that Luke doesn't know what he's doing at this point, but Luke's never trained anybody, and uh, Ahsoka has been through honestly even more than I think Luke has in a, a lot of ways. And but she doesn't ever like step in or take charge or overstep her bounds she she i mean she even says to mando uh because when he asked her you know why didn't it bother you basically that luke you know skywalker's training him then when you she said i don't control other people's choices or their actions uh so i i thought that was really interesting and their conversation you're right was so good and i love that she called herself a friend of the family it just melted my heart as you know uh ahsoka who trained under his father it that comment between like that's like you're like your father, but like in a positive way. Yeah, and really it, positive. She still she separates the two. She Anakin separates and Anakin Darth, and Darth Vader, which is very rare. Like I feel like so many people just right. don't even see Anakin and Darth Vader after he's turned. But Luke never really got Anakin till the last like two minutes of his life, basically. Yeah, but he knew it existed. He, he knew. Believed. But like Ahsoka just has like honestly probably all these stories and everything else, and you can almost all. all honestly kind of see and and the way that luke says it and his body like what he's saying what he's doing he's like am i gonna see you again because like this is his last connection really to his family and last friend of the family the only other jet like maybe she's not true jedi but still somebody of the force that he knows and i I could tell he was a little sad too he kind of hoped he would see her again and a little bit of the foreshadowing too is like she's leaving right as the temple's finished it's like your path's on a different one from mine 
Yeah, I don't even know honestly where Ahsoka's path is or where her story is going. That's going to no be clue. a huge part of you know the new show that's going to be coming out is like what is her path? Well, it's probably going after Thrawn. Uh, that that's my guess, and then yeah. another character that I won't you know really get into. It's from Rebels, but anyways, it, yeah, that whole exchange was incredible. I I do wonder if they'll see each other again ever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, so. After that whole thing, uh, we basically have, we, we go back to Tatooine. Yep. We got 20 minutes left. We got, yeah. We, we checked the clock, folks. We yeah. were like, all right, right. We are, we have a little less than half of the episode left. How much of a Boba Fett episode? Are we going back to episode? Tatooine? Are we going back to see Boba? So we see Mando fly on this new, you know, his new starfighter, star fighter, which yeah. is amazing. Yes. And he lands in the hangar of the palace. And I'm like, all right, so we're going to a Boba Fett episode. Got it. We're going to see Boba Fett. Okay. So then we're in a meeting room with Fennec, uh, Boba Fett, and all the muscles they gathered. Yeah, yeah, Black Chrysanthemum, and then, you know, uh, all the kids and whatever. Everything they've gathered, which hasn't been too much, honestly. No. And they're going over to, like, basically, like, what are we going to do battle plan-wise? We don't have enough foot soldiers, and the pikes are big in numbers and the mayor's on vacation did you hear it's a yeah. scheduled vacation oh uh, the mayor's aide honestly he's <laughs> he's he's purposely annoying but he's actually pretty funny i i love oh. the actor does such a good job i think his lines are delivered perfectly he does he does immediately get under your skin though he does but he's yeah. funny uh anyways so mando then volunteers and said i might be able to help you with that in terms of getting like you know more numbers so then we see we see Boba for a whole a minute, two minutes, a minute, minute and, a half, yeah. and then boom, we're gone again. We're, yep. we're gone again. And I, we're, I mean, we're still we're on, on the move. We're still on Tatooine, right? Uh, Mando goes over to the newly named Freetown, which is where Marshal Cobb Vanth is. So we get him back. And, and we also meet the deputy. Yeah, we also meet the very aggressive deputy who's lucky Mando didn't shoot him in the face. But actually, Mando's pretty chill. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no kidding. Anyway, so they have a quick conversation, and this was really good. I, I liked all this, but the nugget, the nugget was right after Mando left, and uh, the marshal kind of left him on the fence. But you kind of, like, I don't know why, but Marshall kind of gave, like, this political answer to him, like, you know, we'll kind of think about it. Yeah. But as soon as he left, he basically said the bar Gather the barkeep. Yeah, there everybody that could fight, man, yep. uh, woman, or I have child, to I'll tell you something. Yeah, that'll change your minds because because yep. they're they're the whole town's very hesitant. Uh, but you know, he's he knows he knows what's coming, and especially after the visit from Mando, he's like, yeah, we kind of have to do this, so I have to convince them. I see. Not even that though, like the fact that the Pikes are there. They said the Pikes numbers are growing. Like there is some concern, obviously, because they're right in that spice route. I think Mando does a good job of selling it, and I think you can see a lot of character development for him because he literally says after trying to convince him at the end he just like shows his hand he's like you know it's it's there's no easy way to ask for a favor yeah and it reminds me a little bit like especially because you know the crate dragon and mandalorian it's fought with the tuscan raiders mm -hmm. and it's fought with the people of freetown yeah. those people coming together and like you know freetown is mando's mm -hmm. crew basically and then the tuscan raiders were were boba so i feel like they know because obviously the Tuscan Raiders were all wiped out. Yep. This is that other part of the sect that needs to come together and and help out too. I'm not sure if it's the same Tuscan Raiders, but I don't but know. Yes. I don't think so. But I just meant in general. Like no, obviously it, it, your territory is exactly. at stake here. If yeah. even the Tuscan Raiders can be affected by this, right. be known that you could too. I mean, yep. any. I don't think he's that, you know, naive to believe that no. they're not in the wave of fire. No, and I think he. I think he's. A, I think we've established he's a pretty good guy for the most part. Yeah. You know he. He just puts the town first, so he needed a little bit of convincing. 
Uh, but I think with the new information, he was going to convince the town. But we don't quite get to that point in the episode because basically right after Mando leaves, we see in the distance, and I'm getting chill. I'm not not getting getting goosebumps even now because in the distance, in the very you know hot like because you know when it's really hot, you can't really see very too. The mirage basically. It yeah. looks like a mirage, which I think that cinematography was fantastic, by the way, because it's like how are we seeing this character? It's like I never saw him die, but like I mean, kind of feels like he's coming from the dead. Uh, we have another huge Clone Wars Bad Batch character, and that era is more towards Revenge of the Sith. But I guess it makes sense, like timeline wise. I guess yeah, he could definitely still be alive. It makes sense. But and first time seeing this person in live action. Oh, live action! Only seen this as an animated character. So, oh. so uh, Cad Bane, one of the coolest, like most interesting bounty hunters we've ever seen. I mean. Star Wars is definitely heavily referenced from, you know, like samurai, westerns, westerns yeah. uh, Flash Gordon, all those things. Uh, and this character is just like an old timey space cowboy. I mean, he's got the hat. And so is, you know, Marshall Cobb Vanth. I mean, he is the sheriff of a town you, in a saloon. Yeah, I knew it was him from the moment I saw it. But when I saw him walking up. And like the marshal be like, yeah, go ahead and put everybody inside. Like he's no dummy. This guy's marshal is actually pretty smart. I, I think we all knew this is going to eventually lead to a showdown. Yep. Like it's, oh, I just was wanted to. <laughs> Good and the bad, the ugly, folks. Yes. Uh, you need to watch that. Anyways, um, so uh, the conversation is interesting, and the reference point that we said earlier about the armor, Cad Bane, after having a conversation with him, and basically being look. Uh, we'll pay you exactly what Boba Fett's paying you. All you got to do is sit tight and do nothing. Yep. Uh, but the deputy. No, the... first, Marshal Cobb Vanth goes, you know, I don't want you running spice through our well, town. But he's very basically. diplomatic at first. At first. Well, he is, but he says that and that like completely changes. Oh, his yeah. Demeanor. It changes the tone of the demeanor. It's for like, sure. no, you have to stay out of this and we're still going to run spice. Like, yeah. And the deputy. Oh, like this is our town, basically. Oh, 100%. And the deputy like tries to run his mouth like, yeah, the the, the marshal can't be bought. I'm like, dude, please just go back inside. Yeah, <laughs> you no. have no idea who you're talking to right now. The marshal only has an idea of who he's talking about, and he even he's a little nervous. So, like, yep. go shut up. Uh, and he didn't. But I got to say, Cad Bane looks incredible. This is not necessarily a character I would have thought would have been easy to be brought to, like, live action. Oh, it's definitely not. And also the reveal that they did from, like, oh you know, you God. see the brim of his hat. Yeah, you see I, the blue. You, see the, and then you only see the teeth at first. Teeth? Oh, the teeth are terrifying. And then, he, you know... I think he asked, like, you know, who are you? And he looks up and you see his massive bug red eyes. That and, he's, are... and he's got the tubes on the side of his thing that make mm -hmm. him have that uh, interesting voice that he has. It's, it's, it's a little reminiscent of a Darth Vader type, just a little bit, just kind of like alters his voice a little bit. And yeah, he doesn't answer the question. He's <laughs> this guy's a this guy is not to be messed with. He's one of the best bounty hunters that's ever lived and is still kicking clearly by this time period. So this guy knows how to stay alive. And he's very old school in that, like, if he signs up for a job, he does the job. Yep. For him, there's no, like, moral question of what's standing in the way. He's like, I said I would do this. I'm being paid to do this. Like, that is kind of his creed and his code. And it's very clear in this as well. Like, because he tries to, like, uh, talk bad about Boba and all yeah, this. Yeah, he's like, like, he's like, you know, he works for the Empire. Like, like, he tries to be political about it at first. He tries to convince him, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you, you, do the, you, you work for any, you're working for the Pikes, but anyways. Yeah. 
So uh, they they have their showdown, which I mean, I think we all saw the going down this way. the The only thing that may have saved uh, the marshal's life were probably two things. One, I think Cad Bane let him live. I think so too. And the second one was he did have to shoot two targets very quickly. But I mean, he could have finished off. The no, marshal. he absolutely could have. And I don't even know if it would have technically come down to them shooting one another if the deputy wasn't so I agree. jumpy. I agree with I that. I think that there was a, a point where they would have just said, found like a, you know, at ease, but then because the deputy was like jumpy and just had to yeah, yeah, yeah. get in there. Um, yeah, because he gave the deputy a look like, what are you doing? This is why I told you to go freaking inside. Like, I told you yeah, to go stay inside. Stay in the house. Stay yeah, in the house. Like, <laughs> exactly. And that I think kind of was... It was hard. I think because he called the marshal out, it was, I think, I think he may have kind of like his original plan was probably to maybe like lie or just tell him what he wants to hear until he leaves. But once that happened, uh, the, I think the marshal knew he's like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to lie my way out of this or like fool him at this point. Cause he just like my own deputy just showed my hand like that. I'm not that kind of guy. So yeah, I think you're right. I think without the deputy, he wouldn't have been shot in the first place. Yeah. And I think that the, I mean, he, fired four shots in total he could have done (laughs) two and two but he he was like i want that deputy dead that guy is not good for business on anyone's part well i think it was also just sending a message right oh absolutely he's like the syndicate owns this planet yeah he said that and walked off i mean what a cool entrance and exit by cad bane it was freaking wild i and he still seems alive that is the thing that they we noticed yeah he got shot in the shoulder yeah, I couldn't have shoulder, shoulder like near the heart. I mean, but. no, it is either way. Like they, they were tending to him, and it definitely looked like he was alive. And again, I like think, grab a med pack. Yeah, right, right. And I think they were. He was sending a very strong message. And I also think that if he wants the townspeople on on board, that he leaves the marshal alive because otherwise, you know, they're that's going to be they're you know. that's their leader. And if yep. you just shoot up and shoot their leader, the first uh, confrontation, I don't think people really would, you know, no, they're be immediately going to go to the other side because exactly. they're very loyal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that whole sequence was incredible. Well, join the city folk. Yes, join the city <laughs> folk. Uh, but what I'd have to point out is, out of all the characters, unexpected characters we saw in this episode, which pretty much all of them were for me, Yeah, Cad Bane is the last person I ever expected or even thought of at any point in time. If I had, if I had like a, wrote down a list of Star Wars like character names that I think might show up in the show, I don't think Cad Bane, I wouldn't even, like, it wouldn't even come to my brain. Honestly, I feel like we all should have probably thought of this because we finally got, you know, space sheriff versus true the other. And it's perfect. And of course, Dave Filoni would orchestrate this Absolutely. in his episode. His cowboy hat. He's yeah, of course. I mean, I never see Dave without a cowboy hat That's on true. any of the interviews. He and, was like, Yes, we're gonna channel some cowboy energy on this episode. And I love Cad Bane's line, which was you probably should have kept that armor when he knew oh i know and, and like, that's when they both were like all right well i guess we're reaching for our guns here and getting ready because once he said that that you knew it was on yeah and i think that even when he was talking to the four pikes at the very beginning of the episode he's like you know i can handle it or whatever even talking to mando like you know anybody comes back here i want to take care of him he's not the same soldier he was without that armor i mean he's very fast i, I he is very he handled fast the pikes but very well but cad bane's three a whole or four nother. like of pikes versus and those are just foot soldiers versus yeah those are a cad bane those are go-between or people. A, you know a huge chunk of people like that's a two completely different things yeah when he had the armor he had essentially his own safety net and now and he automated doesn't. you know firing and some other things so yeah well, and beskar you know he gets yeah. hit by a shot he's not going to drop so yeah. 
it it's it was very i i love the way they brought back i that also character. thought it was interesting that he even knew he had that armor oh yeah cad bane is uh, he is an expert bounty hunter it is his job to know everything about his targets and everything about what's going on this guy knows everything that's probably going on with the exchanges of these two groups and probably then some and the pikes too they're a crime syndicate they don't just deal in drugs and other things i guarantee they have a lot of information on a lot of things and we see that when we then go to uh the establishment that is technically owned by boba fett oh yeah the casino bar area yes with the uh awesome person that runs it i can't remember her name but yeah she, she's I cool i can't remember her name either and the actress is incredible yeah and i was very caught off guard because i thought what they left on the ground the two pikes so they come in money yeah i thought they left money like buy like oh. hey this is a very subtle buy-in it's you know she felt very uncomfortable like they tried to like clean their helmets to, to like, give them money, money. Yeah. and she's like no and you could tell she looks worried like there's just a a look on her face where she's like oh like something's wrong something's and then off. Like they leave before they get drinks and you know, he like the droid grabs the the thing like, oh, so you forgot this. Like, yeah. And then boom. Boom. And I wasn't expecting that. No. I mean, that is their entire revenue generating. That's, establishment. The, that's the start of the war right there. Oh, yeah. They just made the first move. Yeah. They made the first move. They crippled them financially right off the bat. Yep. It's going to make it a lot harder for them to uh, hire muscle. Anyways. Uh, Cut them at the knees, basically. Exactly. Uh, they they took the first punch and they they dealt a pretty big blow, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, so then towards the end of the episode, or really the end of the episode, which, again, doesn't go back to Boba Fett. Nope. Doesn't go back to Boba Fett. No, no, it does not. Um, the episode ends. Why would we see Boba Fett in Book of Boba Fett? Wild. <laughs> it's weird. I So I love Boba Fett as a character, and I really liked the first two episodes and episode four. I wasn't a huge fan of episode three. But that, and if you kids. And if you are, that's that's totally fine. Everyone's um, entitled to an opinion. Yeah, you that's are. That's why we want to talk about uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But the show, uh, for me, like I, I really liked episode one and two. Episode three, I, I'll be honest and say I didn't really like. And then I've never seen such a stark turnaround, though. Like, from episode four on, I've just been like, I can't wait to see the next episode. And even when it hasn't been about Boba Fett, I have I've still absolutely loved what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, but the end of this episode ends with a huge choice. Uh, the Sophie's choice of Grogu. <laughs> I think Ahsoka's words very much penetrated uh, Luke's conscious. And also, Luke was already very well aware that Grogu was split. But what I like that Luke does is he doesn't force Grogu to take his way or his side. He gives him a choice, and yep. I think that's great. Uh, basically, he sets down what we finally get to see, the little gift for Grogu, yes. is like Mandalorian, like Beskar chain armor to go around like his it arms. It makes me think of like Lord of the Rings whenever uh, oh, Frodo gets the chain link. Yeah, the yeah. elf. Yeah. 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 So... He, he gives him a choice, like, you can have this, and this symbolizes you going back to your Mandalorian friend. And then there is this You will be a foundling. You will be a foundling yeah. of uh, the Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, and then then there's this lightsaber. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, this a little, little, bit, little, a little, little shorter. A little yeah. shorter. He's like, this was my master's, uh, Master Yoda's lightsaber. If you take this, you will be- you will The be first. You will be the first. Uh, student at my academy you will be trained as a jedi it will take many years you may never see the mandalorian again because you, you may never your see lifetime him. is so long that it, it's an instant for you but it's 
yeah an entire lifetime for others exactly so that's where the episode ends and i think that's a perfect segue into us predicting what's going to happen in the last episode of boba fett and the first thing we're going to go with what does grogu choose i think he goes with mando i I think there's almost no question that he does for a couple of reasons right one their bond is very strong and two although i love where we are in this territory of star wars they are still going to they still have to acknowledge all the canon stuff that's happened in the movies in the future yeah in the future uh luke's entire jedi academy is burned to the ground eradicated every student is killed right killed or goes with kylo that, that's not going to be grogan uh for for a few reasons like one people just love this character marketing potential so many different things and I also I, think the foreshadowing with Ahsoka, like, like, hey, you can have a different path than being a Jedi, and it's not such a bad thing because she's not technically a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, seeing her and doing that, like, it might, you know, lead, like, that might be a segue into, yeah, you know. Remember, it's not just Grogu yeah. that's making this for the first time as a decision. Yeah, storytelling-wise, I think it makes sense. Uh, Marketing-wise, it makes sense. I would be very, very, very surprised if he choose to be a Jedi. The only disappointment I have in this that I see coming up is I wish he kind of would have been with Luke a little bit longer. Uh, it feels very quick to go from the end you of- You could say the same thing about the Empire Strikes Back. How long were they actually training together? That's, that's a good point, honestly. Yeah. And since we had so much comparison to Luke's relationship with Yoda and Empire Strikes like Back- I feel even stronger in my opinion, just based off of, you know, the comparison between the two and Empire Strikes Back, right. Ahsoka, and then obviously the the ties between that. I really do think he's yeah. going to go with Mando. Yeah, he's going to go with Mando, hundred percent. Well, not hundred percent. Well, I would bet. I would. I'm not a betting person, but I would bet on that. Really, I really would. Yeah. I, Vegas, be, we're calling in. We're going to bet on this. What are the odds, <laughs> Vegas? Thank you. All right, uh, Grogu to uh, to the to the Mandos to be a fa- uh, family. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So that leads to. I'm surprised. This is. I feel like this show could easily pump out three more episodes. And we're somehow at the uh, season finale, and there hasn't really been a direct shot fired between Boba Fett's house and the Pikes. Well, no, that just happened, remember? Well, but I mean, like, that's like a more espionage-type take. There has no been face-to-face. There has not been fighting anybody. Uh, It's just interesting that, I don't know, it doesn't feel like the show's about to end at all. No. And I think maybe that's part of the question of, you know what Mandalorian season three is going to be about. So that's where my prediction goes. I think that this, this, uh, the end of this show is not going to feel really much like an ending. I don't think so either. I think all it's going to do is set up and bleed into the Mandalorian. And we're, because I mean, they, you know, those two have been kind of like together or in each other's, uh, areas since season two of Mandalorian. Yep. And I think then we will get a reveal if not, at the end of this season or shortly after of when Mandalorian season three is coming out, which is going to be still a part of what's going on. Cause he's going to be with Boba Fett. I just don't see him um, helping Boba Fett somehow resolving this in one episode, yeeting out of there. And then like them not having this crossover anymore. I just don't see that happening. So I very much think this is going to start to build what is going to be a shared TV Star Wars universe. And that we are going to see, uh, basically the end technically in Book of Boba Fett, but the start of the Mandalorian, which is going to continue this little war that's going on. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, they did mention in that small little meeting, like, you know, the crime bosses have said that they're not going to 
get involved with, you yeah. know, the pikes or they're going to stay out of it. Is that really going to happen? I think that we could have a whole season just on, you know, the entire pike and Boba Fett interactions that are going to happen, or at least a few. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a basically war over the area is definitely going to be warranted for more than an episode. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just don't see... So I see something happening in this next episode, this last episode of the season. I think we do return with more Boba Fett. I think we return with them as a group. Um, I think uh, the marshal gets involved with the townspeople. I think we start a little bit of a war. And ironically, I think we see Luke and Grogu show up because I think Grogu's going to choose Mando. He has no way to get there himself. He, he can't fly a ship yet. Nope. So Luke's going to take him. And now I wonder what's going to happen. Luke just drops him off and leaves or Luke gets him all the way there. So but at the same time, like Luke does have an emotional attachment to Tatooine. I mean, that's where he grew up too. Like, does he feel any? No, I don't think so. You know? No. So what you think he's going to like really get involved then? I think he'll at least not, maybe not the entire time, but I think he might show up a little bit. Okay, you think it'll be a part of the war at all or just more interacting with the other characters as he drops off I think Grogu? interacting with one of the characters, maybe giving him an idea of like some local knowledge or some ways to like fight back from the Pikes. I'll take it a step further. I think he gets involved uh, and there is, there is a bit of a conflict uh, because Boba Fett doesn't like Jedi. His father was killed by Mace Windu. You you saw that flashback early on in the season. I think he he never saw Luke at the end of uh, Mandalorian season two. He had already left and like taken off because he was distracting um, the remnants of the Empire, and then they were saved by Luke and and Boba Fett left. Uh, I think either a very interesting conversation happens between these two. Or a little bit of a sparring match happens at some point because I, though I think Boba Fett's a bit not the mature. same. Mature, yeah. Yeah, he's more mature and not the same person anymore. Um, I think there's a bit of conflict. I think though in the end, Luke does get involved and is the extra backup they need on top of Grogu uh, being with Mando. And I guess it's possible they might resolve a good chunk of this in one episode, but I doubt it. Um but I do think we see something big happen between Luke and Boba. And then I think uh, they come to terms very quickly because I'm sure it'll be a, an emotional reaction. Not so much like, I hate this guy. It's just more like, you know, bam, like I, like my father, you know, he, he can't help that. And uh, But I think they come to a resolution. I think Luke stays and helps because Luke is a Jedi and Jedi are peacekeepers. Jedi help people. And the Pikes are not good guys in any way. But oh. it is ironic because... At the same time, neither really is Boba. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't get involved at all. But I think he will mainly because of the connection to Grogu. And I, I know he also likes Mando. I mean, he only, he only knows him a little bit, but like he knows he's a good person. So, yeah. So if you do think that we like, you know, are going to get a surprise reveal, like what one character would you choose to see or think you're going to see at least? I think if I had to choose one, because I really have no idea anymore. I really don't. After seeing Cad Bane, I'm, I'm, I completely have I'm no lost. clue. Yeah, I feel lost. I mean, lost. we also saw Ahsoka. Like, I mean, there's just so many surprises yeah, that we we've saw, had. We saw Ahsoka, which seeing Ahsoka definitely makes me think we're going to see some some other characters uh, show up in Ahsoka's show after this. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe like one or two of these characters, but really I think we're going to see a lot of different other characters from like Clone Wars or Rebels show up in Ahsoka's show, which is going to be wild. Yeah. Uh, anyways, for this specific episode, I personally think we're done seeing new characters because the last episode 
episode, but if I had to choose one, what I would choose is, since I already saw Cad Bane, I'm guessing another well-known bounty hunter, and probably one that I may have thought maybe isn't around anymore, because we're not that far after Return of the Jedi. We're only about five years, so I think it's very possible we see Bosk, the bounty hunter, who looks like it. You know, we've seen some of his uh, Trandoshians. We've seen some of his other species in the show yeah. already, so it wouldn't really be that hard. I know they can pull it off. Uh, we did have uh, the IG, uh, you know, bounty hunter in Mandal- Mandalorian season one, but there were multiple of those uh, droids. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another one. And by some weird off chance, for those, that, this is probably a, an obscure reference for a lot of people, uh, Dengar, who is this weird looking bandaged up bounty hunter that is very interesting. I, I don't think. What's thankful- he from? So in Empire Strikes Back, when Vader is uh, deploying the bounty hunters to find the Millennium Falcon and find Han and get those Death Star plans or whatever, he's, uh, Empire, sorry, not the Death Star plans, but he's trying to capture Luke and then he's going after Han and Leia, etc. cetera. Uh, he has this very quick line of bounty hunters and Bosk is in there, yep. uh, Boba Fett's in there. Uh, I think Dengar actually is in there. IG, I think it's IG-88 is the IG droid that's there. Dengar is not, he hasn't been in anything really except for the Clone Wars briefly. Uh, Outside of that, he was in the expanded universe, which is not canon anymore, like books and comics and stuff like that. I think he's actually in the canon version of the new comics, uh, the Bounty Hunter Wars, which is before all this happened. It's between, uh, it's, it's when Boba, it's between right when Boba Fett captures Han at the end of Empire and he's in his ship, and he's trying to get him back to Jabba. And there's like this little war over Han because he's worth so much. And yeah. I'm pretty confident. I think Dengar's in there. I haven't read that far yet. Uh, so anyways, I think it's going to be one of the bounty hunters personally. But do you have any guesses you want to give, as, even as a Star Wars movie? Maybe Kira. Maybe we could see her at the end. Like, Is that you think or hopeful? Bit of both. How, how wild would it be if we saw like an older Darth Maul for no freaking reason. He's like, uh, you know what? That would be wild. He's like, you know what? This is my territory now. I mean, we don't know who... I don't think the Pikes are just, you know, on their... They seem more like foot soldiers. We did meet, like, that leader. But I do still think... They have leaders. I know they do, but I still think that there's somebody above them. There seems to be a hierarchy overall. But they're a species, too, so it's really just the Pikes running the Pikes, unless somebody took over. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And also, like, you know... Kira was taking orders from Darth Well, There seems to be a hierarchy overall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. What other loose ends will there be to tie up at this point? I mean, not too many. Uh, the show's done a very good job of fleshing out the time setting in the world of like the Mandalorian and the Boba Fett and the Luke that's still out there and Ahsoka and all this. But it hasn't really left a lot of loose ends, I don't think, actually. I do think in this next episode, we're going to see... You know, obviously, since the casino slash, you know, bar oh, was blown yeah. up, I think we might see Boba on his Rancor oh for the first God, time. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. We're definitely going to see I Boba on the Rancor. I think that's going to be the biggest, you know, like, hey, F you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the cap- I'm, the, I'm the captain now. I am the captain now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that prediction is going to be like, dead on. Also, like, we've gotten that Rancor. We haven't, like, we had him over, like, the table, which was a great little anticipation. Yeah, we haven't moment. seen him since, have we? No, it's like... He's like, I'm going to spend some time with him. And we obviously haven't seen Boba. Like, what else has he been doing? He's been hanging out with his Rancor. True, true. Yeah, that no, that's a good point. I really do think you're right. I think we'll see the Rancor. 
I'm ready for some rancor. Um, I would like to make a, it's more of a wishful prediction. I, I Wishful thinking. <laughs> the wishful thinking I want to see after all the references in episode uh, five about, you know, uh, tiebacks to Phantom Menace is I, I just want uh, the blowout between them all to happen in an interesting place. And what better interesting place than like, I don't know, a, a pod race or something, you know, they're finally, you know, Jeffers, it's not going to happen. I just wanted to let it happen. <laughs> you just love anything that has to do with pod racing. We I already got, got our pod racing moment. That wasn't pod racing. It was amazing, okay. but it wasn't pod racing. Jeffers, they're not going to just like duke it out on a pod racing. I know this is like your, your dream, especially since you love that pod racing it's game. The, it's the game so much. I love it in the Phantom Menace though too. If they like gave me a taste of an episode five and I'm like, all right, somebody, you know what Boba Fett, after you take over your first decree should be bring back pod racing, bring it back, do it. I mean, it's not like they're going to go into like a boxing ring, like the head pike and you know, Boba Fett. And it's gonna be the two announcers with the pod racers. Like, Oh, oh be awesome. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm double up. Uh, yeah wishful I, thinking 101 <laughs> wishful thinking indeed oh you know what i actually forgot about that is interesting and what i'm curious is going to happen is i keep forgetting actually since this episode we didn't see him pull it out at all uh mando's got the dark saber still oh yeah so one of the things i was thinking about whenever we were watching the episode is if grogu i mean i think when grogu decides hey he's gonna go back to mandalorian he technically isn't a full jedi but oh, he can be the first Mandalorian that wields a dark saber, but he can't technically wield the dark saber because he hasn't won it in battle. So that is the other thing, but he would be the first Mandalorian. That's a Jedi in a long, long time. Also way too small. Yeah. Maybe it gets shorter for, I don't know. No, he's way too small. I, 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 I would like to. He could avenge somebody in the, the few, you never know. I'll jump off that line of thinking and maybe go. It's, possible that luke teaches mando just a bit before he takes off because yeah, mando's, mando's got nobody to teach him anymore no he doesn't and he doesn't know how to work with the force at all he's never really had any well, training he's, in he's that. probably not force sensitive that's the thing no not at all so therefore he needs to be able to control a blade that is works much different than a lightsaber but at the same time uh even though it's different from a lightsaber because when you pick up a lightsaber if you're anybody it still moves like a lightsaber but this one's interesting because it's almost even if you're not force sensitive, it still pulls off like your emotions. Uh, also, your, you can't work it, it, work it. You have to like work alongside of it. And yeah, he no, it, only knows how to like brutally use his weapons. Yeah. And Luke would be able to help with that, not because his lightsaber works that way, but the force does. And fighting with a lightsaber, if you're good at it, does. So True. I really do think Luke can make him an extension of the Darksaber instead of him fighting against it. Yeah, maybe we'll get that next episode. So maybe, So yeah. many exciting things that could happen. Ah, uh, yeah, there really is a lot of exciting things. But honestly, I think it's very possible we could be wrong about every single one Absolutely. of these. And see something completely different. We'll find different. out, you know, when we talk about it next week. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So everyone, tune in next week. We will go over the last episode and compare what were we correct about and what were we wrong about. Yeah, and uh, we already know that your wishful thinking for pod racing is not happening. But... I know it's not happening, but let me dream. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening, everyone. What are your predictions? We have a hotline you can text or call us with feedback, questions, or anything else. You can also talk to us on any social media channels under the name Jawa Chatter. As a reminder, any five-star reviews you can give us on Spotify or Apple really help us find and create a bigger Star Wars non-toxic community. So we'd really appreciate that. If you want to give us less than a five-star review, just ignore this message I gave you. <laughs> Before we go, uh, where can we find you personally, Claudia, on Twitter? You can find me at just underscore Claudia one. There we go. And for me, it is just double underscore Jeffers. Or you can find me on Twitch at just Jeffers Games. 
So. No underscores required. No underscores required on that one. So anyways, see you next week. Thank you so much, everybody. Can't uh, wait to talk about the finale. Can't wait to talk about the finale. Can't wait to hear how close our predictions were, your predictions were. And outside of that, Utini, and may the force be with you. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.